Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of J Crypto. Uh, so today's episode, I just want to talk to you face to face a little bit about NFTs. So this is going to be a bit of a different episode. If you're new to the channel, welcome. You know, thanks for joining. If you're new to NFTs, guys, it's not just digital art, ladies and gents. It's it's more it's much more than that. And I'm going to give you a few in depth examples of things that are already being created. It's going to be harder to understand for those of you who aren't in the D- in the DeFi decentralized financial world, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to link it to people that literally have nothing, uh, no no basis for for the blockchain. Okay, so what you gotta understand first is that projects like Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum, Cardano, you know. They're drastic. Each each of these cryptocurrencies, right? They each have an underlying, I guess, use. Okay. If you know this part, which most of you sh- probably should, if you're researching NFTs, then then you know that Bitcoin store of value, Ethereum, Cardano, smart contract platform. Okay, they have their own separate blockchains, and basically, what this allows them to do is create decentralized applications, okay? Uh, For example, the iPhone, right? Place you can make applications, right? When the iPhone first existed, we saw stupid little games like, uh, gosh, I don't know, just like little, little stupid little games, like very basic stuff. That's kind of where we're at with the blockchain, okay? So, Here's the deal. As the iPhone progressed, we eventually started to build applications that changed our lives. Okay. And applications such as Uber, Grubhub, uh, Airbnb, which, you know, probably more so a desktop application as well. But the analogy I'm trying to make is the internet was a place where we could you know, build websites that did things for us. The iPhone was a place, it was a platform where we could build applications that made our lives even easier. We built flashlights into our phones. We we allowed each other to call not only on a cellular network anymore, but on wireless Wi-Fi, which gave us the ability to talk to people. If you're in the US, talk to people in Russia. If you're in China, talk to people in, gosh, I don't know, uh, India, right? And that we also had apps like WeChat and then social media, okay? The applications became more and more advanced over time, right? Once developers felt more comfortable, once entrepreneurs felt more comfortable, the applications became more and more advanced over time. So this is exactly the same thing that's happening with the blockchain, okay? Currently, you can use blockchains both on your phone and desktop. Now, why would you want to use a blockchain? Because you can access decentralized apps. Okay, so what makes a decentralized app different from an app on your iPhone? There's a lot there. There's a lot of power there. Okay, so I think that a few concepts and vocab that would be good to study would be a decentralized autonomous organization, Okay, which is also referred to as a DAO, if you're newer to crypto and blockchain. Um, With a DAO... A community can own a company like that. That's how I like to look at it. Okay, A coffee shop can be started by an entrepreneur. 
but it takes a lot of the workload off the entrepreneur if it's done successfully. Okay. The next, the next thing is something that we started off with, which is NFTs. Okay. Then we need cryptocurrencies. Cryptocurrencies. And what I'm going to try to do, whether you're an advanced developer or a product owner, or whether you're a user of DeFi, an investor, or whether you're a first time looking at this, I guarantee you some of these thoughts are just going to blow your mind. Just blow your mind. Okay. This is a result of probably thousands of hours studying blockchain, studying business on the blockchain and a variety of combinations of my past experience in various different jobs and careers at a very young age too, high level stuff at a very young age, mixing together to communicate what these things can do for us in the real world and what the barriers are before we get those results, I guess, um, to you. And also, why is this important? Well, it's important because just like if you're, okay, so if you want to make money, it's important because just like when the website first started, people that leveraged Facebook, people that that leveraged um, social media or blogs or podcasts, like on the precipice, made a ton of money. They made a ton of money. I'm too young for a lot of those moments because I was just kind of getting like going. However, I know that a lot of my audience being age 30 and up, and I have a lot of 50-year-olds too that watch my channel, you guys have seen this these moments time and time again. This moment is right here. And I talk to a lot of people who are you know, 30 years older than me about this stuff because they're very smart, right? I had a real estate background. I talk to people like that. They're very, very intelligent. And they know that these moments only come every 10 years or so because they've only had several, right? This moment might be the biggest of them all, uh, my personal opinion, because what it's going to do is it's going to bring the community to the internet in a way that we've never seen before, in a way that actually gives community ownership over entities, okay? It's going to result in a perilous cycle of being, and I'm, I'm going to have this written down. This is all channeling from the, the greater good, whatever whatever's up there, whatever you believe in. Think about it like this, okay? A coffee shop can be started by an entrepreneur, your favorite local coffee shop, Okay. They can have a cryptocurrency, and then they can have NFTs, right? Eventually, we may get to a point where in order to buy a coffee at your favorite coffee shop, you have to own some of their local tokens, okay? And if you own enough, then it'll be treated like a free pass to get a coffee every day. So let's say that one token of your favorite coffee shop is a dollar. And let's say if you own 10,000 tokens... Then the coffee shop says, okay, you are allowed to get one free coffee a day at no charge because you've invested enough in us for us to do that. Okay. That's one example. Another example is NFTs. So let's say that they create 
10 or three different SKUs of NFTs for those of you in the business world. And the coffee shop creates these three different SKUs, right? One, two, three. And the first SKU is for the most wealthiest of investors or just just really people that can put away a million dollars, right? And in order to buy this NFT, right? Because we've seen this with BRN.fi, for those of you who've really, really studied my channel, <laughs> you guys know, we've or, or just know DeFi. They were one of the first to come up with like this loyalty, innovative NFT, and a lot of people are kind of copying it or segmenting it, and as they should, because it was something that was kind of thought of in that atmosphere, but I think it's a great way to show you guys what the potential of this coffee shop example is for NFTs. So an NFT is a non-fungible token. So there's, let's say that there's the really, there's a million dollar NFT, there's a hundred thousand dollar NFT, and then let's say that there's a ten thousand dollar NFT, okay? Let's say that if you own the million dollar NFT, you get one percent of the coffee shop's revenue, okay? Every single, like, transaction. So, like, no matter what it is, whether it's just somebody buying a coffee, whatever revenue is going towards the coffee shop, you will just be funneled that revenue. And eventually we're going to have infrastructures in place on the blockchain. In fact, we already kind of do. It's just a matter of like bringing it to the real world instead of just decentralized apps where when somebody buys a $5 cup of coffee, the APIs, the artificial intelligence, and all the tech is just going to like route that money. So a $5 cup, let's say a $10 cup of coffee, right? And if it's a $10 cup of coffee, then 1% of what, $10, $10 is 10 cents, okay? So 10 cents will automatically go to the NFT holder that has a million dollar NFT. Now, you're not just selling one cup of coffee a day, right? you might be able to generate around $1,000 of revenue on a really you know, busy coffee shop every single day. So for a million dollar NFT, it's pretty good because you're generating $1,000 every day. Now you're making $365,000 of passive income every year and you hold the NFT and you get additional benefits, right? Now, here's why it will work, okay? Because number one, which you guys got to understand, and I'm, I'm feeling a little bit nervous just because this is, you know, I'm on, the, I'm on the camera here. I don't go on the camera often, but this stuff I'm so confident in. So just, I'm just going to try to say it my best. I'm going to start to go on camera more and try to, you know, say this stuff just because I can't just be looking at dApps every day without people getting a bigger freaking picture here. It's not about play to earn games, guys. It's about when, when you can buy an NFT that gives you a profit sharing of a Netflix series. Okay. And then you can literally fractionalize that into a cheaper NFT. Okay. So that way, whenever they license their show to somebody, an original series, whenever they license their show, you're getting a piece of the pot. You don't feel guilty watching your favorite show anymore. And if you believe in the show, if you believe in the plot, it's going to give the community a way to get involved in that show, right? So what else do you need to know? Okay, so I, I talked about the the example of how a million-dollar NFT, you're getting 1% a day. That means on a $10 purchase, you're getting about $0.10, cents, okay? Well, why this will work is a few other things. I'm going to backtrack a bit first, and then I'm going to come back to 
to that. So let me just write that down to make sure I get back to that. So $10 equals 10 cents of passive income. Let's say it's a, you know, let's say they make it a hundred grand a day because they have three shops or something. Then you're getting about a thousand dollars a day, making three, six, five K a year. And here's the deal. Now I know that a lot of people are trying to find the next big thing, but on my channel, I find it really important to let you guys know that we are just way too early for any, any of these apps. You're, you're, you're throwing a dart blindfolded at a really small dartboard. I know a lot of you know this, and I, that's not a knock on any projects I cover. The reason why is because every single developer Every single CEO, every single project manager, every single marketer that's involved in these blockchain projects, they're going to have so much education, even if their project fails, to work at the next company, to, to be part of the bigger project, the project that really works and scales. They're going to be just fine, guys. They're going to be just fine because they're going to have the, the knowledge, okay? So here's the deal. If you're an investor, you will too. So you're kind of paying to, to learn a bit if you're investing in this stuff, in my opinion. Um, some of these things will work. Some of these things will have moments and you may just make money just because of that. It's going to be hard not to make money if you're invested into Bitcoin, Cardano, Ethereum. It's going to be hard not to over the next 10 years. It just is. Some of, the, some of those projects that I just said are just so proven. That's why. So what you have to understand Okay, and let me know if you like this video kind of format. Um, I feel like whenever if I do a video, it's just gonna like you know, I'm gonna get I'm probably just gonna get hate. People are just gonna be like, "Yo, dude, fucking, <laughs> you look ugly" or something. But I'm not here to pick up chicks, right? I'm here to exploit DeFi, and I haven't even showered yet, guys. I work around the clock. So here's the deal: decentralized autonomous organization. What you need to know is this is how it can start. Okay, you have a CEO, right? They build a decentralized autonomous organization. Okay, it's very difficult to understand without looking at one. But an example of one, hmm, the best way to say it would be if we take a coffee shop, okay, and it all comes down to the cryptocurrency. So we talked about a coffee shop's NFTs. Okay, they have gold, silver, and bronze. So the gold NFT is 1 million, the silver is 100K, and the bronze would be 10K in this example. Okay? Now here's the deal the coffee shop will also have an underlying token. Now let's just call it the coffee token. And this token is multifaceted. This is why I tell my, you know, because I have a bunch of friends that are like financial advisors and like 30 year olds and just work in the traditional system. And they're calling me nonstop because their clients that are really wealthy and smart are asking about this stuff. And I always tell them, I'm like, you know, a stock gives shareholders the ability to have a say in the company. Okay. Most of the time, right? 
Well, a cryptocurrency and a lot of these decentralized autonomous organizations does the same thing, okay? But it has additional benefits, right? Uh, one of the additional benefits besides voting is what the crypto world refers it to. So we're going to say cryptocurrency is the coffee token that gives you voting. So now if you own enough of these tokens, you have more voting. If you don't own that much, you have less voting. But let's say that the community of all token holders has weekly voting things to vote on. Now, why you would want to vote on this is because if you care about your asset, the token, the coffee token, then the more valuable the coffee shop is in your local community, the more valuable your token will be, right? So you may be incentivized to just take part and vote on a muffin that you want to bring back because they used to make it and everybody loved it and for some reason they discontinued it. Should we bring back this muffin? It costs X. Um, all of that will be proposed and the community can vote, vote on the blockchain. You can see what everyone voted for. It's super transparent. I know that's a lot of buzzwords for anybody that's new to the, to the um, blockchain universe. What I'd encourage you people to do is to download a MetaMask and to go on uh, probably, I guess the easiest thing to do is probably the Ethereum network, though I don't really like the Ethereum network for a few different reasons, and look at projects like Compound and look at projects like Uniswap and play around with those, understand those, watch videos on those, and then you'll see that both of those projects, I'm pretty sure Uniswap too, has the ability for you to vote on proposals if you hold compound tokens or Uniswap tokens. But that's a decentralized autonomous like organization on the blockchain though. We're trying to say, okay, five years, 10 years down the road, once we establish what NFT property violations would be, once we establish things like um, some of the other stuff that I'm talking to some lawyers that I know that they're curious about happening, not really concerned at the moment for crypto, but more just curious about because there's a lot of regulatory unclarity and I'm not a financial advisor, guys. I'm not a lawyer, so don't take my, don't take my word for it. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but um, <laughs> at the same time, this coffee token gives all coffee holders voting. Now, what else does it give them? Okay, if you want, take down a, a piece of paper and, and you can just take notes because this is super helpful to understanding NFTs. This is going to be super helpful to understanding the potential of blockchain in general and why it's like a wave of money is about to just flow into the space. Another thing that you can give your token holders is an asset with practical use, okay? That's what I like to call it, an asset with practical use. So when you own a stock of Dunkin' Donuts, when you own a stock of Starbucks, can you go to the store or the, the, the coffee shop, right? Starbucks or Dunks? and say, hey guys, I own your stock. Can you give me a free coffee? There's, there's no infrastructure in place to do that. There's just none. Even if you own so much stock, right? Like so much stock. There's just, people are gonna be like, what? And yeah, obviously if you own 51% of the stock, then you can just like, they're gonna know who you are and you can walk in and get a coffee, sure. But if you own, let's say $100,000, 
of the Starbucks stock or, or the Dunkin' Donuts stock. You can't go in and say, hey, I own this much stock. What's cool about these cryptocurrencies and these digital assets is all you need is a wallet address that's public, your public wallet address, a QR code on your phone that represents your holdings of this decentralized autonomous organization coffee shop, for example. And you can walk in to that coffee shop. And whether it's with your crypto, like we've seen with Yield Watch, some of you guys know what I'm talking about, or whether it's with an NFT, you can get practical use. So let's say that the coffee shop says, okay, if anybody owns 10,000 of our tokens, they're each $1, they own $10,000 worth of stake in us, we're going to give them one free coffee a week, okay? Let's say that as I'm drinking coffee, that's what, that's what got me thought thinking about this. Um, that was not, that was not an ad for, uh, American coffee, <laughs> whatever that is. I think that's just a story. Um, so you own 10,000 tokens. Great. Wonderful. You get one free copy a week. Okay. So now we can actually make that into like a really interesting philosophy, okay? This really gives people the ability now to also say, hey, look, I'm moving. I should probably sell all my tokens, okay? Well, guess what? They've been getting free coffee for years by holding these tokens. They just wanted a free coffee a week. They also have a real asset that they can leverage, once these lending protocols can get integrated with the real world. So how that could work is let's say that you need to buy, I don't know, let's say that, let's say that you need five grand, okay? And you own $10,000 worth of your favorite coffee shop, local though, not like a chain monster one, a local coffee shop. And you can say, look, I want to keep my coffee tokens, but I need $5,000 because I'm going to be you know, moving, but I still want to hold on to these tokens because I believe in the coffee shop long term. And even though I won't be using it for coffee, I still want to hold it. Now you can leverage 10,000 of your coffee tokens and maybe get, or let's say that you have 20,000 of the coffee tokens because you've been earning interest for 10 years. <laughs> then, which is something we'll talk about in a bit here. Uh, I'm going to write that down, how to earn interest tokenomics. Well, since it's a coffee shop, depending on the volatility of the coffee shop, depending on what the lending protocol kind of allows you to do, in a future where all this stuff is figured out, eventually you're going to just be able to leverage your coffee shop tokens. And you can sell them too, by the way, on a decentralized exchange. That's no problem at all. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But you can leverage these coffee shop tokens to get twenty-five. Let's let's say that you get five thousand dollars from twenty grand of these coffee tokens. Now you still own the asset. You locked up twenty thousand of your tokens, but you get five thousand dollars from the protocol. And then let's say that there's extreme volatility. The coffee shop, I don't know, gets robbed or something, and the price dips below five thousand dollars for your tokens. 
which it would have to do if, if each token was worth a dollar and you took out a $5,000 loan, then it would literally have to dip, you know, 75, 76%. Once it dips 76%, what would happen is the protocol would immediately liquidate your entire holding. So you used to have 20,000, but now, boom, it's all gone. But you still have the $5,000 and you don't owe the, you know, the lending protocol anything. Easy way to have money. And guess what? Since it's, it's classified as debt, now you'd have to talk to your tax professional. But in real estate, people do this all the time. Since it's classified as debt, non-taxed. And I know what you guys are saying. Well, I just lost 20 grand of coffee shop tokens. But you took a risk, right? You maybe didn't lose it in the in, an, in another parallel universe, okay? <laughs> maybe you didn't lose it and coffee shop tokens went up another 100% in the next 10 years. Boom, you've been paying the interest, but now you have $40,000 worth of coffee shop tokens. You can refinance it for another five grand and you just made 50%, right? Of your initial investment of 20,000. So why am I telling you this? Okay, so another thing to think about is it's an asset with practical use because you can leverage it, right? You can get a free copy if you own enough tokens, okay? Um, what coffee shops could do too, and I don't think they will, but I'm just giving you an example, is they could basically make it like, I don't know, uh you know, like Safe Moon or some of these alternative meme coin projects. Um, not meme coin necessarily, but just third gen tokenomics. Every single time you buy or sell a coffee shop token, they could propose a 3% tax, okay? And that 3% tax could be split up into a variety of different uses. Maybe 1% of that goes towards you know, the coffee shops, I don't know, investment vehicle, right? Maybe uh, 1% goes back to all holders of the coffee shop token. So now you're earning interest just by holding the coffee shop tokens, okay? And then 1% can go to liquidity or whatever they want to put it towards, right? Um, so another example is if you were to take the coffee shop example in a very futuristic type of deal. They might have coffee shops out there because this is kind of the BJ's example when BJ's first started or companies like it where they had that membership model. You have to have a membership to shop here. Crypto makes that incredibly accessible at a very small scale because all you need to do is just say, hey, look, in order to buy coffee here, listen, you have to buy 500 of our tokens and hold them, right? Or, or let's just say, if you want if you want to buy a coffee right now, then here's the deal. We're not going to, since we take a fee, we take that 3% fee from buys and sells, all you need to do is just buy our asset, right? Which is our cryptocurrency, and you have to buy it in bulk. And then you're allotted so many coffees, so many drinks per month. And then if you want to up that, you got to buy into us even more. Okay. So then it proposes questions like, huh, now instead of going to 
you know, if you're if you're uh, own that kind of something in your local coffee shop, like let's say a thousand tokens, and you get one coffee a day for free, or you get I don't know, let's say one one coffee, one one. Let's say you get three coffees and I don't know two sandwiches a week, right? Per your holding. Then what it proposes is why would you go to another coffee shop? You just invested $1,000 into a coffee shop, and that's your only way to buy coffee and a sandwich at your local coffee shop. I know what you guys are thinking. Why would a coffee shop turn away customers if they don't have enough money to buy in bulk or tokens? Well, I don't look at it just like that because I'm using a coffee shop, but in reality, this could apply to supermarkets. This could apply to um, you know, real estate companies. This could apply to big organizations and services, just try to see the applicable uses for this coffee shop example, and then think about it in your own example, whatever it is, whatever business you're in. So that's another thing. Um, what's What my favorite thing about this is, is the hyper-localness of the coffee shop. Because if you have a bunch of citizens in your town that now own a huge stake in the coffee shop, it's probably a good thing for them. And the reason why is because instead of having to buy a coffee, all they need to do is hold the tokens. So now they have this asset that they can sell anytime that they need to, which also makes it very possible to, oh, okay, now I own a membership in the supermarket with 10,000 of their tokens, but I want to get a coffee. Well, then the infrastructure is in place to seamlessly transfer 10,000 of the supermarket tokens to the uh, coffee shop tokens and then put on like the end of that transaction. Hey, I'm actually just going to transfer it back though real quick. So then you have applications being built on the premise of, oh, okay, we're going to make a product that allows people to trade their memberships for a expiration of time, like an option contract, but we're going to allow people to trade their memberships. So that way, this person can use this membership, this person can use this membership, and then we can have people lend out their memberships too. So, oh, okay, so instead of uh, earning no interest on your coffee shop tokens besides just holding them and getting the extra hodler advantage of that 1% fee, you can also just lend them out so people that want to get a coffee one day can just quickly borrow them and pay you back maybe a $5, you know, whatever the coffee was worth, right? Because in today's world, a latte could be worth, I don't know, I probably freaking paid five bucks for this thing. So an extra $5 worth of tokens in the supermarket example, the interest could be like one to 2% because you have a $200, you know, deal just for like 20 minutes of using the tokens, uh, just shopping. So it's a little bit different in that regard. Okay. That's pretty much it for today. I don't want to talk too much longer than this. This was like a 30-minute deal. I wasn't expecting to go this long, and I haven't even touched on NFTs yet. So this is kind of going to be a new format I'm going to speak to you guys in because, number one, I just reached uh, 2,700 subscribers. I feel like news is, is very – news is great for the purpose of news – there's a lot of great channels out there that cover some of the stuff I've been looking at recently, like play to earn games and whatnot. But for a sustainable avenue for myself and my own 
thing to add to this space. I really need to carve out a different format where I can either talk to you guys and you guys can look at a screen and just be like, you know, not very engaging. Or I can show you guys my face and girls, of course, my face. And now we have a way to a, a little bit of a back and forth. You can talk to me about what you guys are thinking. Um, like I said, the main barriers to entry of this model is obviously the fogginess of regulation, the fogginess of coffee shops and supermarkets and and uh, other entities and people knowing about this as an option in the future. A decentralized autonomous organization, you know, I, if I can just finish real quick on that, what it will do is it will take a lot of pressure off the CEO and it will allow companies to be self-run upon initial launch. Because think about it this way, if every single person that goes to a coffee shop owns a huge stake of the tokens in that coffee shop, they're going to be incentivized to vote on things that will actually look out for the value of the coffee shop. Because if, if the coffee shop's not making money, then their investment's going to go down. Because if the coffee shop forecloses or, I don't know, just <laughs> if it goes out of business, their investment's going to go down. So what it does is it brings businesses and people in the communities of those businesses together for the first time at a scale that we've never seen before. The main questions about this is what happens if uh, uh, you know a U.S. coffee shop that's just listed on the blockchain for their tokens, you can buy them, there's liquidity behind it on decentralized exchanges. What happens if an investor from China just wants to buy up all of the tokens <laughs> or an investor from, you know, I don't know, uh, Hong Kong or like, or I'm just thinking China because it's so, it's so like polarizing from the U.S. perspective. But you can go France and then an investor from Italy just wants to buy. Do they have the same vested interest on voting on like the proper, you know, things for that community? Do they have the insights necessary to vote on which muffins the community likes in that specific area, depending on the culture of that area? Those are my questions about this. But I'm just showing you guys that and girls, of course, that um, the real power I see in blockchain and crypto and all these decentralized apps is the previews of what's about to freaking happen in front of all of our faces. And we're going to get used to it slowly and then quickly, just like iPhones, apps, all that good stuff. So as always, guys and girls, of course, this is Jay Crypto. The goal is to get to 10,000 subscribers by October. And I think I can do it. So this is the new format. As always, this is Jay Crypto. I'm out.